the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue our previous message. It was the Lord your God who led you all the way those 40 years during those difficult cycles and and that monotonous circle in the wilderness to humble you. You almost want to take that out of the Bible, don't you? And to test you. So the quicker they passed their test, the quicker they got out of their circle and their cycle. And then it adds to know Not that God didn't know, but so you can know and everyone else could see what was in your hearts. And the quicker they would check their hearts and stop blaming God, the quicker they could get out of their circle and their cycle. And some things happen to see if you'll obey. You know, I, I raised my dog named Max and all the rest. He's, I think he's since going on to be with the Lord in dog heaven somewhere. But while I was training him, I would intentionally put food right in front of him. And I'd say, Max, sit. And I'd stand there. I wasn't trying to be cruel. But the, bo- the dog became like 60, 70 pounds. And I had, you know, little 50, 60 pound kids in the house. And I need to make sure that he understood who the master was. You need to understand, you know, who was the alpha in the house. It wasn't him. And and my dog would try to, he he tried to tell me, no, I'm the boss. I'm like, no, you're not the boss. And there there were a few occasions, don't judge me for this, I had to pick him up and remind him who was the boss of the house. Okay. It was gentle. It 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 was kind. But I had to remind him. That he don't just do anything he wants to do and chew on my kids at will. So in training him, I put the food down. It was time to eat. And how many of y'all know dogs are hungry? And that's one of their strongest impulses. And I say, sit and stay. And I stand there and watch. And it wasn't until I said release that he could eat. And if he moved... He wouldn't eat for a while. See, all the dog lovers, I I would feed him eventually. (laughs) I could feel you in the room, in the live stream. 
but it's this 80-pound animal in my house, and I have children, and, and I needed to make sure he'd mind me. And if he wanted the benefit of this climate-controlled environment, I'm telling you, this is the way I think. Food he didn't have to hunt to get. I had to go to work to buy. How many of y'all know how expensive dog food is? All right. He was going to learn to mind me. And likewise, before God could entrust the Israelites with all that power, powerful, beautiful animal, he had to test whether or not they would keep his commandments or not. And the quicker they would follow God's word in all things, no matter what people said, the sooner they would get out of their cycle. So the question is, has God been waiting on you? Or better, have you been waiting on God or has God been waiting on you? I'm taking a long time here, but uh, that clock is moving, but we're going to get out here quickly when the time comes. First Kings 17 and verse 4. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. So he says to the prophet, hey, you're going to go hide. So, so this was humbling. You'd expect him to say, you know, like what he said to Moses. You know, when Korah and them rose up against him, you know, if anyone rises up against you, I'm going to, I'm going to cause a, a, the, the earth to do something it's never done. It's going to open up and swallow your opposition. Or, or you know what, Elijah, I'm going to anoint you to pick up the jawbone of a donkey, uh, just like, like Samson, and you're going to slay them by the thousands. Or, or, or you know what, uh, Elijah, just like Abraham, I, I've, I've, I've set aside 318 fighting men, and, and they're going to fight with you in battle. But no. And there are many ways I could have imagined, you could have imagined God fixing things and changing things. And it's like if he was the God of the Bible, wouldn't he have? But instead of the great demonstration of power, it will be that you, I appreciate what I did with Moses, celebrate what I did with Samson, but you, thank God for what he did with others, but you shall drink from the brook, hide by a tiny stream in a remote place by yourself until further instruction. One of the hardest tests in life is patience to wait until the right moment. And I have, I'm still in control, even though you're hiding, even though you're waiting, I'm still in control. I am still uh, the sovereign over the universe. I am still the king. And sometimes our circumstances make it feel like God is a little weaker than, than, than he is. And, 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 you know, we worship so strongly, but then there's an opposition. And, and sometimes we got to step back and, and, and move a little bit sideways. And, and we, it could change sometimes our perspective and image of God. But he said, no, I'm still in control, but I'm going to do it my way. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you. Now, ravens are predators. They'll eat anything dead or alive. But they are very rare birds in that when they come across a carcass or, or something like that, they don't immediately gorge themselves. They don't do what, what most birds do. They call and invite other ravens uh, to come that are nearby. Also, the ravens were unclean birds. This is most important. They were the least likely source God would use to feed a prophet. But God was still able to use these unclean birds, for good. 
the moment you think you have God figured out, he will pull something new from up his sleeve. He said, and I'm still in control. I know what's happening. I have commanded the ravens. God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. That's why I'm not worried. But watch this as we get to our focus this morning. And I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Notice where God commanded the ravens to feed Elijah. God only promised to provide for Elijah there in the place of Elijah's obedience, not necessarily the place of his preference, but the place of his obedience. I'm so grateful for what God has done here. Thousands of souls have literally come to this altar. We have literally meet, reached millions of people, if not tens of millions of people across the globe. But it's time to move from here to a new place of blessing over there. I like what some people call the 10th beatitude. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. If you cannot be flexible in life, move with the cloud, you will live an irritable life. So despite the fact it wasn't what he wanted the way he wanted, he went. And he did according to the word of the Lord. It's not enough to hear it. We got to do it. For he went, watch this, and stayed by the brook Cherith. When you stay in the place God has called there, you will have nothing to fear. I couldn't begin to tell you the, the numbers of times that, that this ministry was on the brink and most of you didn't know it. But we were at our there, so we had nothing to fear. We had moments when banks pulled out, lawyers attacked, newspapers misreported, people tried to divide us. Our cities in this nation were set on fire. A pandemic set in, but we stayed the course. We held on to the reins. We wouldn't back up and we wouldn't let go from the bottom to the top. Now we're here. For he went and stayed. And those of us that stayed with the process, Those of us who have stuck with the Lord's voice to you when he called you to this house and made you a part of this people. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith with flows into the Jordan. Now, what the Bible is saying here, the brook was going somewhere. (laughs) It might not have looked like it at first to Elijah, but the brook was going somewhere. 
It was just a place of small beginnings. And the Bible says, never, don't despise the day of small beginnings because everything big first started small. Verse 6. Then the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. Now, at this time in history, it was unlike today. I have, you know, eggs for breakfast and I might have a burger for lunch and then I have more meat for dinner. But royalty only ate meat daily. The poor, uh, they, 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 they would have bread. And uh, they might have a little bit of uh, a fish, you know, uh, and, but, but, but cattle and beef, and, and that, that was very, very, very rare. So, you know, here he is. He's, he, this is meat here. Here he is by this brook, and, and only kings, you know, eat meat daily. But when Elijah obeyed, he ate like a king. You see, when you're in that place that God has appointed for you, there'll be provision that doesn't make sense. You'll do things people won't quite understand. And while everyone else was, 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 was in a drought and dying of thirst, it says he was able to drink from this little brook that was hidden in a place called there. You see, it wasn't the brook that sustained him. It was the fact that he was where God wanted him that sustained him. And what I want to say to you is never lose your sense of adventure. Never get stuck where you are and forfeit where God wants to take you. In verse 7, and it happened after a while. So God moved him from the palace to the brook. But then at the brook, things changed again. And right now, we're kind of at that place God has preserved us and kept us. Even though when God leads, you got to pay attention to the seasons. It said, after a while, the brook dried up. The brook that God used, the brook that God blessed, the place that God called there. This is why you don't build a a, a three-bedroom, two-bathroom with a basement house where God only told you to pitch a tent. We got to learn to move with the cloud. I'm so thankful for what God did yesterday, but I don't want to get stuck in yesterday. You know the reason why our front window is so much larger than our rear view? Because we can't drive forward looking backwards. And, 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 and we're in a season of no looking back. We're in a season of moving on. And just as God brought us here, he's taking us there. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, again, thank God for what God did at 1006 Williamstown Road. But now arise and go to Zarephath. This was a more cosmopolitan. This was a larger place, which belongs to Sidon, and watch this, and dwell there. There is wherever God is. There is wherever God sends you. There is not a brook or a building, not a street or an address. There is wherever God 
places you. And I want to be wherever he is. I want to be, you know, what does what the psalmist says? He said, you know, uh, I'd rather one day in your courts than a thousand days elsewhere. Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell what? There. Don't use the fact that it's different than the past as an excuse not to move into your future. And then he says, see, I want you to see this for yourself. I have commanded a widow there. And I don't even know if I'm ministering to you this morning as much as God's been talking to me. He's been saying, Derek, it's not the building, the location. What I did there, I will do at that new place. What he did here, and it's it's amazing, as the book book dries up, I see fewer and fewer people coming to the altar. It's frustrating me. I'm like, Lord, am I not prayed up? Am Am I not preaching the way I ought? But when the book starts to dry, pay attention. You know, our vision, reach, assimilate, power, I mean, reach and power, assimilate, lead, capital R, reach. Part of what we do is reach. And to see that shrink, it's something, but the brook is drying up. But what God's saying to me, Derek, what I did here, I will do there. So... I just have to be flexible. I just have to be willing to make adjustments to shift from here to there. Same God, but different set of circumstances. And he says, see... If I have not commanded a widow there, just like I took care of you over here, just like when we moved in here, when we closed, we ran out of money. Arthur was our realtor, and and you were there. And and the people at the closing table pulled out, I think it was 60 cents, like 61, 62, in order to pay for the closing here. And God used unlikely birds. But it stretched everything that was in me to move into this building from that building. But God is saying, and again, Derek. Yeah. And again, church. It has taken everything that was in you. God will give you everything it takes, but sometimes it takes everything you got. Okay, I'm trying to close, and I will in a second. But I just feel so mellow today. I hope I'm okay. okay. Um, you know, we, we have some exercise enthusiasts here, and, uh, you know, they, they, you'll go out and exercise with them. They'll have these ropes, these big old heavy ropes, and you'll start doing this, this, this. You know, I'll look like, well, what's that got to do with life? You know, what does that have to do with life. And then they got you running and sprinting up and down hills. It's like, I don't run no more. I'm not like 15. You know, what, what's this running got to do with life? 
And you climb over walls and, and, and jump through tires. I'm like, when's the last time I've been in the junkyard? What's this got to do with life? But all of that exercise is about conditioning. And there's some things we've been through. I'm like, what's this got to do? What life and color? It was all about conditioning. And sometimes your journey, see, God knows what you got to become. And, 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 and the journey is preparation for where you're going. So don't despise the journey. Don't despise the challenges. Don't despise the ups and downs. It's all preparation for God's ultimate plan. And he said, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. In one season, God used friendly birds at an anonymous brook. We don't even know the name of the brook. In the next season, he was about to use unlikely friends, a Gentile woman. And then in this next season, he also did things more publicly. He called her out of the marketplace. But what I'm learning is let God be God. Life is fluid, and we got to go with the flow, move with the cloud, dance with the one who brought us. You know, my my son just announced, my wife has just turned 51, 51 years of gorgeous. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm about to turn 57 next week. I've been 50 for seven years. But what's exciting to me is when I think about the fact that many of the best moments of my life have not happened yet. Your latter days will be greater than your former days. The best is still ahead. I'm looking forward with enthusiasm. I'm going to do things I've never done, go places I've never gone, worship in ways I've never worshiped, experience God afresh. I'm excited about my, my, my new over there, and I'm thankful for here, but dear God, think about the mighty and great things ahead. I'm going to wrap up. Sit down for just a sec. You know, in the military, they, they take you out of the world. I'm not a military guy. I just hear, I watch movies too. And uh, they take you out of the world. They strip you of everything. You don't wear your own clothes and, and you wear a suit just like everybody else. And, 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 and they just strip you of everything and then they work you to death. And then you got this drill sergeant. Like, did, did his mama love him or her, you know? You know? Is he raised by wolves? You know, what's this guy's problem? But it's not until you get to the end of it that you're grateful for what it brought out of you and how he pushed you. And and that yelling at you wasn't hate. He knew you were going to face a real enemy shooting at you, trying to kill you. He knew you were too soft. 
He had to toughen you up and harden you up. Because the enemy wasn't going to be solved. So out of love, he yell at you and look at your shoes and tell you to do it again and then send you in the gas chamber and then tell you to put together your rifle like, like you. How are you going to put together your rifle? It's gas on me. And he said, God, how can you let all this thing happen? And, and, and you want, my, my weapon is love, you know, and, and you got to love the front, front, front. It's like, you know, you better learn to love this, this person. I know what you feel right now. I feel, feel like crying, don't you? You, you feel like you, you, stuff's about to exit your body. All type of stuff about to go on and you feel like you're about to lose it, don't you? But you're going to love her. You're going to love her. You, you're going to love her. You're going to learn how to love her frontward. You're going to learn how to love her backward. You hear what I'm saying? Like, why would you put me in such circumstances and expect me to operate in love? Because he knew what was ahead for you. And what we've been through is just preparation. By a loving Heavenly Father who loved us too much to let us get beat by our enemy. He delivered us from some pride. Delivered us from some of our own planning. Taught us to just obey. But in all that teaching, he positioned us for ultimate success. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at gracechurchva.tv. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.